Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Locked On Pistons. I'm your host, Duncan Smith. Follow me on Twitter at DuncanSmithNBA. Find my work on PistonPowered.com. You can follow that at PistonPowered on Twitter as well. The Pistons roster is set for Summer League. Uh, we've got some familiar faces, uh, some guys that we knew were going to be a lock to, to show up for this for the Summer League, and uh, a couple of surprises. Uh, notable absence is Darren Hilliard. He, The Pistons... Uh, really never indicated that he would be joining the team, and by all accounts, uh, it seemed unlikely that he would be. So, as it happens, he won't be on the uh, the, the Summer League Pistons roster. Uh, some familiar faces. Lorenzo Brown, uh, last year he played really well in the absence of Michael Benege, uh, who, who hurt himself in the first game of the, of the Summer League. He performed very well for the team. Uh, he ran the point, and he also uh, had uh, had a le- legitimate shot at getting the third-string point guard role um, when Reggie Jackson went down and the Pistons were in dire straits needing a third point guard. Uh, Lorenzo Brown and Ray McCallum basically battled it out to the death, and Ray McCallum won that battle, and then um, the, the Miami Heat released... Bano Udrean decided, and then Stan Van Gundy decided that Bano was the guy. So neither neither uh, neither Brown nor McCallum ended up winning that battle. Uh, but Lorenzo Brown will be back. Henry Ellenson will be playing. That's no surprise. Uh, Trey Freeman, who the Pistons gave an off-season contract to, essentially a, a training camp contract. Uh, he obviously didn't make the uh, the regular season roster, and he spent his season a year ago with the Grand Rapids Drive in the uh, the, Gator League, the Gatorade League, the G League, as it is. Uh, Michael Benege will be on the team. Um, he played the first game last season in the Summer League, and then again he uh, he injured himself before the second game, so uh, he wasn't able to play anymore, and we really didn't get to see much of him uh, on, the, on the floor for the Pistons last year. He got some run in Grand Rapids, but he's he's got some stuff to prove, so hopefully he has a good Summer League. Uh, Pierre Jackson, who is a free agent, he went to Baylor. He joined the uh, the free agent minicamp that the Pistons had at the the, uh, the practice facility in Auburn Hills a couple weeks ago. Uh, Luke Kennard, no surprise, he'll be joining the rookie team. The uh, the rookie will be joining the summer league team. Pardon me. And Hollis Thompson, who's got four years of NBA experience, um, he'll also be joining the team. So the usual suspects in the form of rookie and second-year players, Henry Allenson, Michael Benege, and Luke Kennard, and then uh, a couple of fun returns in the form of Lorenzo Brown and Pierre Jackson. Um, return might be a little generous. We haven't seen him play for the Pistons yet, but he's 5'10", and he's pretty electric for a little point guard. So that is your Summer League roster. The Pistons will begin their Summer League play on July 1st.
at 5 p.m. I believe they're playing the Oklahoma City Thunder Summer League team. So we're going to go to the mailbag for part two of the Twitter and Reddit questionnaire. Um, right off the bat, let's get started with don't panic 40 0 Pardon me. Don't panic 40 0 uh, hey Duncan, wondering what you think Stan Van Gundy and Tom Gore's true plan is for the team. Uh, they'll have to sell the fans on the Andre Drummond, Reggie Jackson, and now KCP core, and new rookie Luke Kennard. Uh, come January and February, unless we're a clear winner, what will make the fans and myself want to watch this team when the new arena smell wears off? That's a good question, and honestly, I think the, o- the answer is the only thing that is going to really sell this team to the fans is winning. Um, Pistons fans don't need a star or even two stars or a big three or anything like that. Uh, Pistons fans are pretty notorious for just wanting a team that works hard and wins. Uh, Whether it be the bad boys, whether it be the going-to-work Pistons, Pistons fans have really never cared about having... um, you know, a clear-cut star or like a 1A and a 1B kind of guy. Um, I think that a hard-working, gritty team that gets wins is really all they're going to need. Um, whether the pieces are in place for that, it really remains to be seen. Um, a couple of years ago, two seasons ago, the 2014-15 season, I would have said that... Um, or pardon me, the, the, uh, the 15-16 season, particularly after the addition of Tobias Harris. I just said that the pieces are in place. Um, Now, I mean, I I think that anybody who says that they know for a fact, one way or another, is really kind of fooling themselves. A lot of it hinges on Reggie Jackson's knee, which, for better or worse, really ends up being the answer to almost every question about this team. Um, So, yeah. Basically, there is no unless we're a clear winner because the only thing that's really going to make this team... Uh, appealing to fans is is a winner and if it's a winner fans will come out for sure um clay maximus barring injury what would project canard's role on the team next season uh eric bledsoe is rumored to be very available um could he be an adequate stopgap uh now by project i assume that that means like what his role projects to be um that would be, I would say, uh, most likely a uh, backup shooting guard. Um, occasional in certain matchup situations, uh, perhaps uh, just to try it out. Uh, maybe occasionally he'll he'll play the one. Um, I don't think we're going to see much of that in his rookie season, but it wouldn't astonish me if it happens from time to time. Um, as far as Eric Bledsoe being an adequate stopgap, sure, I think he'd be... A, a good player for for plenty of teams, but I don't think that there's really uh, a path for the Pistons to get him. Um, it's it's a challenge right now, considering that after the the season that many of these guys had, and the late season stretch in particular, towards the, the last month month and a half of the regular season last year, um, pretty much everybody, maybe with the exception of Tobias Harris, uh, has greatly depressed trade value. Uh, so the path to get him with no cap space and no real flexibility, uh, it would probably be, it would be a tricky thing to do. Um, and I don't know if the Pistons are willing to part with any assets or, or young players in order to make this Bledsoe thing happen. Uh, obviously the Suns, any, any move that the Suns would want to make 
would probably be in um, in favor of getting younger and stocking up in further assets. So I don't think the Pistons would find that appealing at at this point, at least. Uh, you know, if injuries do occur, if uh, un, unexpected scenarios down the road play out, um, you know, it it may end up being something that makes sense. But right now, I don't think that there's uh, there's much opportunity for the Pistons to get him. Uh, furious and fast. What do you see as Luke Kennard's floor and ceiling? I saw people throwing around Corver and Clay Thompson as floor slash ceiling, but that can't be right. So realistically, what is his floor? Doug McDermott? Um, I think that's actually a pretty decent comp as far as floor, and I think that's not actually it's not the end of the world really. Um, McDermott had similarly spectacular numbers in college uh, to what Kennard put forth at Duke. Um, he did this with uh, higher usage at Creighton, but his efficiency numbers were also quite high, much like Kennard's. Um, you know, I mean, Clay Thompson is uh, quite a ceiling, so I would not go that high. Um, I, I've been kind of bandying about what that ceiling might be, and I really haven't decided. Um, I, I know that he compares fairly well with Clay, um, considering their, their college numbers uh size wise he's not far off um but you know clay thompson is pretty elite at the things he needs to be elite at and uh it remains to be seen uh for a guy who has yet to play in the nba in the form of uh, luke Kennard, whether he can get there um but as for his floor i think you, you answered your own question pretty well uh doug mcdermott is probably a pretty reasonable floor as for the Twitter portion of this mailbag, uh, we've got at Pistons Talk with an underscore at the end. Uh, top position that needs more depth or an upgrade. Uh, I'd say that's pretty pretty clearly uh, the power forward position. Uh, before the draft, you could say power forward or shooting guard, but at this point, I think that Luke Kennard is going to be able to play some minutes early on, and I think that the backup shooting guard situation is probably well under well underhand. Power forward is maybe a different story. Um, my own best case scenario is to move Tobias Harris from the power forward spot from the four to the three, um, and of course that leaves John Luer as your primary four, which is somewhat problematic, and he's backed up by uh, Henry Ellenson, which is also somewhat problematic given that in the little bit of time that he got last year. Um, he didn't look spectacular. Uh, maybe serviceable, but even that is kind of debatable, kind of questionable. Um, so I would say the power forward, if there is some method for the Pistons to get a guy who could play some four, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Anthony Tolliver, something I wrote about a few days ago this weekend, I think it was. Um, Anthony Tolliver might be a guy who could come back in, plug in pretty pretty capably, play the four, stretch the floor, um, hit, hit some threes, not be a significant rebounding um, detriment, and uh, I, I think that depth-wise he'd be a pretty good addition to the roster. Um, Nate, at slowmo450, do you want a big man free agent to compete with Boban? If the Pistons could finally develop an identity, what would you want it to be? As far as the uh, as far as the free agent question, I 
think that Stan Van Gundy probably wants a big man free agent to compete with him. Uh, I would kind of like to just see what he can do, uh, see if he can if he can earn his way on the floor. Apparently, it, it didn't seem as though off the floor he'd or he'd earned the playing time because Stan Van Gundy really didn't give him much run at all. So. I don't really want a big man free agent. I just want to see Boban go out there and, and see what he can do. But um, it wouldn't surprise me if the Pistons do look to add uh, look to add a, a cheap big. Um, you know, maybe even if there isn't much of a market for Aaron Baines, which is probably not likely. He's probably going to get a contract fairly early on. Uh, but if there is to not be much of a market for Aaron Baines, maybe they could bring him back for a similar salary to uh, what he had last year. And then they could move Boban out. Um, you know that could be a stretch, but um, I I think that the Pistons have some options there at least. Um, and as for the second part of your question, if the Pistons could finally develop an identity, an identity, what would you want it to be? Uh, I would like to see a team that uh, that gets out in transition, that moves the ball. Uh, I I would like to see sort of the uh, the general offensive philosophy that they had last season. Uh, one ish was running the point um, in that they got the ball turned around back up court quickly, uh, frequently. Um, I would like to see that all the time, not just when Ish Smith is on the floor. And uh, I, I don't think that this is a team that really needs to play one of the slowest paces in the NBA. They're much better when they run. Um, and while that's not really Reggie Jackson or Andre Drummond's styles, um, I don't think that it would hurt much if if it became such a thing. So I would like to see them run. I would like to see them move the ball. And um, I, I think that a lot of a lot of what the Pistons can do would be um, kind of unleashed by, by this sort of ball movement, faster-paced kind of offense. And as far as the defense goes, it wasn't bad last year. Um, they were, I believe, 11th in defense, and that was with uh, a absolutely dreadful um, I would I think middle of December most of January stretch um, before the defense really kind of came around a lot of that came from the fact that um, when uh, when KCP and Reggie Jackson for example were on the floor even though they weren't giving up more than um, their the team average which was pretty reasonable in three-point attempts uh, when KCP and Reggie were on the floor together, teams are hitting almost 46% from three-point range. Um, and it's it's really hard to overcome um, an offense that is, on average, scoring um, almost 1.5 points per field goal attempt uh, when they're, they're shooting from three. Uh, I think some of that is probably due to uh, poor perimeter D. But again... Um, you know what you can generally control is the three-point attempt uh, volume, not so much the percentage. And the volume was fine, but the shots are going in like like they were on fire, essentially. Um, so that does lead me to to regards um, the Reggie and KCP really poor defensive rating from a season ago. Um, it, it leads me to regard it with a grain of salt. So I'm less concerned about the defense. I'm more concerned about with ball movement and scoring easy baskets. Uh, another question from Pistons Talk. 
where does Reggie's value lay today? Any higher or lower than the trade deadline last season? Uh, I would say it's lower. He did get benched for the last, I think, seven games of the regular season last year. And uh, he played very poorly leading up to that. Uh, I think the teams are very much in a stay away and let's see what he can do kind of mode when it comes to Reggie Jackson. He's he's probably got negative trade value, fairly significant negative trade value at this point. Um, so I I think that there's virtually no chance that the Pistons could get a, a favorable deal right now if they were to, to try and to make a trade involving Reggie Jackson. And one final question from Pistons Talk. Do you think the G League, the Gatorade League, formerly the NBA Development League, will grow in importance and relevance, and will non-drafted guys have better chances? Um, I think so. Uh, I believe that we're getting closer to having uh, one G League team for every NBA team. I think we're at 27 teams now. Um, I need to double-check, but it's 27 or 28. Um, So right off the bat, that means more jobs for guys that don't have to go overseas. Um, Pay is going to increase. I think it's going to be closer to $50,000 a year. Whereas, uh, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie talked about D-League pay being fairly close to what an NBA player's stipend is uh, for food on a, on a given day. So um, it's, it's going to make it much more appealing for these players to stay in the United States and not have to essentially give up on the dream in order to go over to uh, Europe and play for a decent living wage, essentially. So I think it's going to be a really, really good thing. And I think that it's also going to boost the level of play in the G League. And um, I think it's going to be a a game worth watching. And uh, I think that I think the NBA made some good decisions in instituting like two-way contracts and um, and trying to grow that league the way they have. So once again, as always, thank you guys from Reddit and from Twitter for providing all these excellent questions and putting me to the tests and hopefully these are these are topics that are widely wondered about and that uh, we've been able to do some educating on and if nothing else the research that some of these questions have caused me to do has certainly educated me as well um, so uh, that'll be it for us today if you'd like to support the podcast you can do so by subscribing on iTunes Audio Boom. Uh, Stitcher, whatever your podcast source of choice might be. Uh, You can also rate and review the podcast. Uh, We've gotten a couple of rating and reviews the last few few days, actually, from which I am extremely grateful, Um, very pleased. Even the negative reviews, like whatever, if you guys have like a one-star review, please do make sure you throw some comments in there so I can know what to work on. Uh, But, you know, I'm... I'm blown away by the fact that you guys have been uh, been kind enough to throw reviews in there. Um, and also a reminder about our Five Star Friday. We've already got a candidate for the Five Star Friday in there. Um, if you aren't familiar with what that is, it is a, uh, a feature that we've added in, um, in that if you would like to give a Five Star review, if you throw the name of a, a former Piston or a current Piston, any Piston, um, into your review, um, I will be doing a, a breakdown on Fridays of the player that gets the most five stars, um, 
and so we've we've already got one candidate in there so if you have somebody that you would like to to get a breakdown on this coming Friday make sure you throw a five-star review this way um, and uh, you know we'll be generous even if you want to throw something less than a five-star in there uh, I just want to get this feedback and, and hear what you guys think about the podcast um, we've been almost one full month now doing this together and I've been having a blast the feedback that I've been getting has been um, even when not you know 100% positive which fortunately it's been very close to that um, you know negative positive whatever uh, I can I can benefit from all of it and we can make this a better program on a daily basis and um, I've greatly enjoyed being able to talk to you guys every day and uh, hearing back from those of you who have been so kind as to uh, interact with me as well has been a delight. So please keep listening, keep supporting the program, and I'll keep on doing, uh, keep on trying to provide the best content I can for you. And uh, it's been greatly appreciated. So we'll catch you here tomorrow. This has been Duncan Smith. Talk to you later.